This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Wow. <laughs> it sounds beautiful in here this morning. Thank you. I got a little nervous when I walked in. I was afraid I was supposed to have written an Easter or a Christmas sermon or something. <laughs> it, feels, it, it feels wonderful in here this morning, so thank you, all of you. But it's not Easter or Christmas today, it's moving day. It's our last worship service in historic church before we begin the process of renovation and of restoration. In fact, as soon as we finish this service, the Sextons, the Altar Guild, and other teams of volunteers and staff will begin the process of moving everything out of historic and into Bethel Hall so that we can host and prepare and worship three times on Sundays in Bethel Hall instead of here in historic. If you'd been in these halls this week, you would have felt that tensions are high and that there is much work and preparation and training to be done over the next week. There are a lot of moving parts. You see, moving is stressful. Some surveys rank it as one of the top five stressors that we face in life right up there with divorce and breakups or having kids or starting our first job. Moving turns our life upside down. It quite literally moves and rearranges all of our stuff. It challenges our routines and our ways of being and moving through the world. It upsets our comfort. Next week, we're all going to have to find new places to sit. <laughs> Some of you might have had to do that today because of the size of the choir. But we won't have pews or kneelers anymore. We won't be surrounded. We'll have new scenery. We won't have stained glass windows or a beautiful marble altar. And so for a few weeks, things will look and feel very different. To make things even more stressful, today we're saying goodbye to our beloved director of music, David Stevens, who's been with us for over 30 years and who will be moving in his own way onto his new chapter. Things are changing and moving beneath our feet. Now, when we move our residence or our home, I think part of the stress comes from the revelation of just how much stuff we have. We realize how much we've accumulated since the time when we last moved, and we have to find a new place for everything. We risk losing things or having them damaged or broken, I kept thinking this week about a toddler or a young child who builds a tower out of blocks, right? They take time and they stack them on top of each other and they get the structure just right and as tall as they can reach. And then another child comes by and knocks it over. And they realize that the structure wasn't as sound or as stable as maybe they had hoped. And they realize that all that work was for nothing and now they have to rebuild it all over again. In that same way, moving reveals our dependence and our uh, dependence on and our accumulation of our material possessions. It also reveals our fears and our insecurities as we're forced to learn new routines and new ways of being and of navigating the world. But I think at its core, moving challenges the illusion that we're in control, the illusion that we have everything figured out. 
We create habits and routine because it makes us feel safe and it makes our world feel predictable. For many of us, our homes contain most everything that we think we need. And we have it organized and sorted where we like it so that we feel secure when we go there. Our homes are quite literally ground zero for everything that makes us feel safe. And moving reminds us that we aren't in control and that the order and the routine that we impose isn't as secure as we would like to think. Change upsets the sense of stability that makes us feel safe and secure. And Jesus is telling the disciples in this morning's gospel not to place their trust in material and worldly possessions and in routines, reminding them that the kingdom is upside down and shocking. The disciples were quite literally always on the move, taking only what they could carry and depending upon the goodness and the kindness of those that they encountered. In this sense, they were almost always prepared for moving day. But the kingdom is a place where the last will be first and the first are last. Those that the world deems as unworthy are welcomed and given seats of honor in the kingdom, while those whom the world values are told to change their ways and to sell what they have. As a people, we are called to live lives that are turned upside down. We're called to live without fear, to give alms and to share generously trusting in God's good care and providence. We're called to move and act in ways that induce fear and anxiety and that challenge us to live radically. We're called to shock and to amaze the world with our love, our generosity, and our fearlessness. But perhaps most challenging, we're called to do these shocking and radical and frightening things without fear. We're told over and over again in the scriptures not to be afraid. Even as the scriptures tell us stories of the disciples and of Jesus being tortured, mocked, and beaten. Do not be afraid. We're called to move bravely out into the world. But in the midst of this fear and uncertainty, we must remember the opening line from this morning's gospel reading. And you might have missed it, so I'm going to repeat it. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You see, we live recklessly and dangerously and generously precisely because of the promise that's been made on our behalf, precisely because of this gift that we've been given. We're asked to do hard and reckless and world-changing acts of service and generosity because our world has already been turned upside down. We've already been given the kingdom, our place, our home, our resting place has already been secured, and nothing can take that away from us. David Lowe's, in a commentary on this passage, writes, What Jesus is commending is faith. Faith that frees one to be generous. Faith that enables one to leave anxiety behind. Faith that creates in one confidence about a future secured not by human endeavor or achievement, but by God alone. 
We're called to shed the illusion that our safety or our security rests in our, in our possessions, in our homes, or even in our houses of worship. In this sense, perhaps moving is a faithful exercise because it breaks the bonds and the attractions we hold for the world and for material items. Moving in this sense is an action that frees us to experience God and the kingdom and even each other in new ways and with a new perspective. So I want to encourage all of us to embark on this new chapter and this change without fear. We may not have our familiar pew or location or even our familiar job, but God has promised to be present wherever we may gather. The congregation, the gathered body, us as a community, we will move together and we will encounter God wherever we find ourselves. Have faith that these new experiences will bring new revelations, fresh encounters with the divine, and even new neighbors as we exchange our pews for chairs. What ultimately matters and what we take with us are the relationships that exist between us and God and between the gathered body. We must remember that in the end, we are called to let go and to place our trust and our faith in God's providence, trusting and knowing that it's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.